What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 81 of the RXP Podcast. Of course, RXP Podcast is the podcast where three working professionals talk all about their love for movies, TV shows, and video games. My name is Matt, and today I am joined by Tiffany. Hello, hello. And Alex. Hello, hello, hello. Ooh, one up. Uh, let me, let's just, let's just talk about it. Like I, I could, I can make a beautiful segue into our topic today, but honestly, like we were just talking about a little bit offline. I am so hype. Like, you know, I love hype. Like when, when we need to get hype, I'm your man. Like I will get there and I'll stay there and it is just a beautiful time. I will tell you, I am more hype about the end of this year and next year and the year after that than I've ever been before. Wow. Like we finally, we finally know what's going on everywhere. And it feels amazing. I'm hopeful that these like, deadlines make it. I know, I, I know. I know you're generally <laughs> talking about knowing things in the future, uh-huh. but also if it sounds like you're also including things like, oh yeah, of course we know things so far into the future because of all the delays that just happened to so many movies. That's true. I could, you know, actually, that's a good point because these people might be thinking, are you talking about the delays? Are you talking about Avatar? I don't know. Will everyone listening to the show survive until the end of this series? No. Maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody start getting your checkups because (laughs) Avatar 3 through 6, going to be crazy. Um, But today we are talking about all about Summer Game Fest. So Summer Game Fest as a whole, that E3 season, rest in peace. We have the PlayStation Showcase that really debuted it all. We have Summer Game Fest kickoff, Jeff Keighley's baby. And then we had Xbox Showcase where Uncle Phil and the crew got to talk all about the future for Microsoft. And honestly, out of these three conferences, there's been plenty of other conferences. Ubisoft, Capcom, Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. Day of the Devs. All these things have happened. Not really going to be talking about that. If you guys want to, sure, you, you definitely can. But really just focus on these three things. I am so hype. So, so hype. So let's just start off with PlayStation. PlayStation Showcase happened. A lot of great things got announced. Tiffany, what did you think about PlayStation Showcase this year? I thought PlayStation Showcase was I. You know, um, yeah, it was I. I was really waiting for some Final Fantasy stuff. Mm-hmm. And then Spider-Man, I'm going to be real with you. I really wanted to know Spider-Man's release date. And although we got a very good look at some like gameplay and some like story beats for Spider-Man, it really wasn't like enough for me, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, little did I know that information would come later, but otherwise, you know, not much stuff for PlayStation VR, uh, like nothing really like no new updates about any other first persons or not first person, but for like the studios, like PlayStation Studios stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. I was kind of like, are we going to figure out what, you know, the devs of God of War working on next. I mean, obviously, maybe it was a little bit too early. What about mm-hmm. Naughty Dog? Like, didn't hear any about that. Um, but we got another Gran Turismo trailer. Like, yeah. I, I'm hype. No, I mean, I was kind of like, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I, it was fine. I, and also, the trailer wasn't new. Or, like, you know, if you had seen it, de- it debuted earlier. And I had mm-hmm. watched it. and And then... That trailer came out again. Like I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. There might have been some new stuff. Maybe. Oh, it was the. Um, didn't the like actor talk briefly to the actual life, like the person who inspired the story, or am I making that up? Oh yeah, the actor yeah. playing the main character, character who was the racer that ended up actually winning the tournament in real life, and then became a real F1 racer for Nissan was like a little interview period yes there was a little bit of like oh man you know him saying like i'm so excited to be playing playing you i can't even put myself in your shoes bro like i would never have been able to do that you know kind of thing like that i mean that was cute um but i don't know like nothing really like 
nothing was new or inspiring about the trailer, which I was, I mean, I'm mm-hmm. probably going to see it. I'm not, I don't know that I'd see it. I probably won't see it in theaters, but I'd, I'd watch it, you know, when it drops on the good old Netflix or something mm-hmm. or Amazon prime. Um, all in all though, I thought it was like a B. Okay. I'm going to give okay. it a B ma- mainly because I think Spider-Man saved it at the end. Oh my gosh. Like, the Spider-Man trailer. Can we just talk yeah. about that for a second? Yeah. Like, I am so hyped for this. Same. This game, I think it was part of all three of ours, at least I think so, most anticipated games. Or at least we've talked about how it's super anticipated among the three of us. Yes. I I wanted to boot up Spider-Man Remastered for PS4 or whatever it was. Whatever that bundle I got long time ago, as yes. soon as I got my PS5. Whatever that game is, I'm like, man, I really want to play this. Because it looks awesome. It looks exactly what I want. And we get like a little bit of story beats. Like, yeah. Uh, Peter Parker going a little emo like we're going Spider-Man 3 on this Spider-Man 2 you know what yeah, I mean yeah exactly <laughs> pretty soon he'll be dancing down the street snapping his fingers 100% got a little bit jazz of hands jazz I mean yeah. that's what I appreciate the most out of the trailer more so than the actual gameplay because I feel mm-hmm. like with the gameplay I would hope they lean more away from it because I want to be surprised right like we obviously you know going into this like having played the first game for 2018 having played mm-hmm. Miles Morales like we know where these Spider-Men are coming from but mm-hmm. I think it's more so the story that we don't really know right and as Matt mentioned them just already showing oh at least at this point what they showed Peter is already under the influence of the symbiote and that's already taking an effect on his personality and especially the way he talks right like that being the most expressive yeah. just is such a good thing for them to have shown so far already because for me that really sets a tone right like this will be a darker story just by the fact that the symbiote exists right and the fact Mm -hmm. that you know they have craven being the one of the major threats for this story and so that's all i needed to see right like going into Mm -hmm. october you know us getting the release day later on as tiffany mentioned i'm already in you know honestly i could go media blackout from here on out i probably won't because I do want to see a little bit more, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm already in. Like, Insomniac has already sold me on the premise. I think the cool thing about this Spider-Man trailer is not only just, like, knowing the story beats, but now it makes sense the gameplay. Because Miles Morales has, like, all these fantastic abilities. And I was always thinking, well, if I'm going to have a choose between Miles Morales and Peter Parker, I'll probably choose Miles Morales because, like, the dude just is crazy he's got all these electrical abilities and he just like he just goes through enemies like nothing i'm like how's peter parker how's the og like going to keep up with this and now it makes sense like now he's got the symbiote like this is probably his equivalent of those abilities so i'm like i'm all for this i think this is going to be great and the beautiful part about all of these games is there's so many easter eggs of smaller spider-man characters just like inked around the town um and now this is going to be huge it's going to be what they've got queens brooklyn manhattan like all these things i i I think those are the three that they talked about um so pumped so so pumped yeah and i also like of all the games really shown at the showcase Mm -hmm. that's like a tiffany game spider-man was the most like other than seeing a little bit more of the plucky squire which mm-hmm. was really cool um but we still don't really know a release date for that and you know i gave it a b because overall i thought it was okay i you know um but i feel like there were definitely more games for other people with like different genre preferences than me and that's kind of also why i kind of give it a little bit higher with a b um i didn't want to be like it's it's a d like i only care about 2.5 games from that showcase because mm-hmm. i mean other all otherwise like it was so fine like it was cool seeing some stuff but you know no solid release dates for the stuff that i cared about then i'll be that, that person because i give it a d Jesus. oh got him <laughs> oh my god and like what and was, this what was relied, wrong about it what was wrong about it man let me tell you let me tell both of you it's the fact that yes spider-man did have a great showing you know we just talked about it amazing stuff Mm -hmm. i'm all in but i think a lot of the rest of it right you know one being as tiffany mentioned 
showing a movie trailer. I mean, you know, Sony, you got to plug when you got to plug, right? But this isn't the audience for that, right? Like this is a PlayStation showcase. I think a lot of it is what people want to see what they can play on the console you know it's like it's not like you know if you're a playstation plus member you get a free streaming version of the grand Turismo movie to your console right it's like there's no benefit to it it's them advertising for their movie division right columbia pictures to then go see this in theaters and pay you know regal like 15 dollars to go see it whenever blah 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 and so, you know, that aside, I think the rest of it is that they did show some interesting things. Obviously, stuff like Metal, Metal Gear Solid 3 remake was mm-hmm. very good to see, you know, it only being a teaser. But me not having played any MGS, I'm definitely interested knowing that the third game is the first in the chronology of the series. So in case this is the beginning of them, you know, maybe remaking all of them or at least getting them all in one collection, as I also mentioned, right, we're getting mm-hmm. uh, one, two, three in a collection on PlayStation later this year. And so for me, that's just intriguing from that point. But I feel like the rest of it, similar vein to Divinity, it wasn't for me, but I take that more so in the fact more that fences? they didn't. Yes, because they didn't show a lot <laughs> of gameplay either. And I feel like that's mm-hmm. my biggest gripe is that stuff like the Haven Project, stuff like the Firewalk project or fire sprite whichever studio i hate the, how they have similar names i hate it uh, too yeah the new one of you has studios, to change exactly <laughs> you know it could be ice walk and fire sprite <laughs> yeah. like just, just yeah. swap the elements around um but the fact that they showed the games from these new series with cg only trailers like it just does mm-hmm. nothing you know i feel like especially at this point you know having played so many games and having played games for 20 almost 30 years now it's the fact that I understand, you know, CG trailers mean nothing, right? Like we get these mm-hmm. CG trailers and there's zero promise of what's to come, you know, cause things can obviously change. So look at stuff like, you know, Microsoft's unfortunate realization with Redfall that, you know, debuting with a CG trailer a couple of years ago and it turning out as it did and releasing in the state it did that mm-hmm. things can be very deceiving, especially from first look. And so not to say I'm wholly down on stuff like Fair Games and uh, Concord, but with what they showed in those CG trailers was definitely not enough. And I think this is also a byproduct of a lot of Sony first party just pumped out a lot of good stuff last year, right? Like we got uh, Horizon Forbidden West. We got Gran Turismo 7. We got God of War Ragnarok. Like that was all last year. Like they came out with three like big first party titles in 2022. That is crazy. And they're all great games, right? Like these are all like Mm -hmm. 85 plus, probably 90, basically all three of them. And it's that thing where it's hard to expect Sony to be able to keep that up every year, right? Even though they have so many studios, you can't expect it, you know, and I didn't expect it. But the fact that they even deigned to call this a showcase and then give us CG trailers, I think it's a mismatch of the expectations. And so that's why for me, I I really give it a D because if anything, I felt like this could just been like a state of play, like keep it more low key Mm -hmm. and like maybe say, say for a showcase later in the year, you know, maybe do like a September one, you know, closer to Spider-Man and then uh, actually coming out and then things maybe coming out next year where you can actually have gameplay and maybe go farther out, you know, if you want to for like 2025 and maybe I'll be okay with the CG trailer for that. But if you're telling me a game is coming out next year and all you have is CG now, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't believe you then. Like that game is coming out 2025 or it's going to come out in 2024 and I'm going to have low expectations because you couldn't mm-hmm. be bothered to show me gameplay at this point. Listen, Pirate or wait, wait, no, not pirates. Cat Quest, Pirates of the Caribbean didn't even save the score for this for you. I mean, that's a personal, like, great all time announcement. And if anything, it might be my most excited (laughs) announcement. But yeah, it could go up to a D, but that does not carry the showcase as a whole. I just want to tell everyone. I do want to, I do want to, before she goes on. I do. I am excited for Helldivers. I love the first Helldivers. Helldivers 2 looks great. I like the third person camera shot, you know, or perspective that they're switching to. That is coming this year. So they do have some games that are coming in 2023 that they showed in this. So that I'm happy for at least as well. Listen, I need everyone to buckle in real quick for a two minute 
Two minutes. Tirade. Yeah, to, yeah uh-huh. not tirade. It's more exciting than a monologue. So Cat Quest 2 was a dinky little baby's first RPG that was co-op that was on sale. Alex and I were spending like a holiday together or something. I don't know. We're related. If anyone's behind on the podcast, <laughs> we're siblings. <laughs> and so, or new to the podcast. Yeah, or new to the podcast. Yeah. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the RC fam. Um, and so we love. I love a good co-op experience. And so I was like, Alex, let's, let's play this game. It's like two ninety nine. I don't even know three ninety nine. Whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And boy, did we had a great time. I'm just, my, I was the little dog in Cat Quest. Don't ask why there are dogs there. And Alex was the cat and we would co-op across the land, do going on an adventure. And whenever I died, my dead dog body would be lying there while he carried us to victory. So it was, it was, I had a great time. I mean, I mean, it was, it was a blast and, and it was over. We got the platinum. We each got the platinum very accessible for both of us and so i was like you know what too bad cat quest one isn't co-op because i'd be down to to play around um we're hoping that cat quest three pirates of the caribbean is co-op you would think like they want to go back right like i I hope so i would hope hope they wouldn't it was Um, not evident from the trailer we did not see two cats and or dogs on the screen at the same time which was kind of a bummer. True. I'm willing that's to a be a point. cat. I'm willing to be a second cat. I'm just throwing that out there. Okay. Yeah, that, that's fair. Um, you know, like, I think, I think I'm think i a little bit in between you. I, I think okay. I would probably have landed, like, maybe C-ish range. I don't really know. I think that without Spider-Man, this would have been awful. Like, yeah. Spider-Man had, like, a chunky, chunky little piece. It was, like, 10, 15 minutes. Like, it was... Not all the way 15 minutes, but like maybe like 11, 12 minutes or something. Like yes. It was a huge part of that. And honestly, um, that like set piece is like similar to the set piece that they showed initially for like the first Spider-Man on PS4. Yeah, the helicopter chase. Yeah, yeah. And like that set piece, when I played that, it was awesome. And so like I can expect that Spider-Man is going to just be awesome. I, I had similar feelings to you, Alex, with uh, Metal Gear Solid Delta, I guess is what they're calling it. I'm excited for this because I tried playing Metal Gear Solid 5 when it came on Game Pass years ago, and I was like, what is happening? <laughs> what is happening with the story? And all my friends are like, ah, don't worry about it, just play it. And I'm like, no, like I, I have no idea anything about this guy. Um, so maybe this will be my entry point into it, uh, especially because of this, like this showcase. My biggest beef with this is what is next for PlayStation? Like, Alex, you mentioning every game that came out last year, whew, it's going to be a while until we have another year like that, it seems, like with PlayStation. And that really sucks yeah. because I think um, one beautiful thing is something that they didn't even show in this in this showcase that we'll talk about later, like one of the biggest games for PlayStation coming out next year. Um, but like other than that, what are we really looking for in the next two years? Like nothing was really shown. Um which makes me think, like, Insomniac Games, I see them as kind of like an S-tier PlayStation studio. But even with them, like, maybe they're not really an S-tier. Maybe they're more like an A-tier because I was thinking the entire time, man, I wonder what Cory Barlog's been doing this entire time. Like, I, I wonder I wonder what Naughty Dog is doing. Like, I wonder if they're going to, like, show that Last of Us multiplayer or whatever. And then, of course, those news came that that's may or may not ever happen. But, um... Yeah, I, I think there was some, maybe a little bit disappointment, um, but I think that was me basically just hyping it up. So, like, Spider-Man definitely saved the day. I think there's still some really cool things in there, like Alan Wake 2 coming out in October. That looked amazing. Like, that looked awesome. But you Spooky. know what the problem with Alan Wake 2? It's going to be everywhere. <laughs> like, maybe not Switch, but everywhere else, it's, it's going to be there. And I, I kind of wish PlayStation, because honestly... When you look at PlayStation versus Xbox, and I'm not making this into a console thing, but objectively, PlayStation has their first party, which they hang their hat on. And I just wish I saw more. Like, I just wish I saw more. Um, Which also brings me to a point which I thought was really interesting. And I asked you both, or I texted you all in the, the group chat when it happened, about the new handheld that PlayStation 
revealed during this showcase because it kind of intrigued me. This, uh, what was it called? PlayStation Q? Is that it? Yeah, I think they're calling it the Q Lite. Um, it's like streaming only for remote play, basically. And I initially was like really interested. I was like, man, like this would be really nice. I could be like watching TV downstairs and like playing off of my PlayStation 5. And then I started reading more and more articles about it. And I started listening and hearing more about Backbone. Like, you can already do this. And so you know what I did after the PlayStation Showcase? <gasps> no I way! Save, I didn't save my money for a PlayStation Q, but I bought a Backbone. And it's wow. been awesome. Um, wow. So if you're looking to do some remote play, and it's interchangeable. So if you're like me, you have Xbox, or at least have Game Pass, and you have PlayStation, you can use it for both. Your keys are, of course, either going to be A's and B's or boxes and square you know boxes x triangle whatever like boxes they're, they're not gonna match <laughs> <laughs> you know they're not gonna match check that box <laughs> check the box um but you can use it for both so it's awesome um basically my moral of the story was after the playstation showcase it was like i'm not gonna spend 300 dollars or how much ever is going to be for this playstation streaming only thing i'm just gonna buy a backbone and play how it on my was phone the back- yeah how much was the back hundred dollars Okay. And it's awesome. It's really like really seamless, and I've really enjoyed it. So um, I would highly recommend it to anybody who's thinking, should I shell out the cash for this? Nah, your phone's probably good enough. I would think they have Android and and iPhone, so um, really good stuff. All right. Anything else about PlayStation, or should we move on? I wasn't expecting anything with Wolverine. But I did kind of keep it in the back of my mind. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? I I I would love that. I would love that. Yeah, it was Let kind of cook. gonna be. I was like, are they gonna like give us a release date and then just show like another little reminder? Like we're working on Wolverine. It might have been too much though. I mean, I recognize mm-hmm. it could have been completely too much. And my fantasy critic is pleased that Hollow Knight. Silk Song is still nowhere to be seen. Oh, yeah. It's... I don't think it's happening. It's not happening, probably. This year? Yeah, I don't think it's happening this year. They've kind of, like, already announced that, like, it's probably gonna not happen soon. They need extra time in the kitchen. I'm like, you've had plenty of time. (laughs) I've drafted this, like, three years in a row. (laughs) But just imagine that. They've been cooking. They're whipping up a feast, you know, when they place it out when they deliver it to you you're gonna be inundated you're gonna pass out because it's so much content it's gonna be so good here's the thing you're just gonna go to heaven here's the awful until avatar six (laughs) that's right that's right here's the awful thing alex you know what's actually going to happen this is going to get delayed three years in a row and i'm going to and i'm going to draft it three years in a row oh okay and you know what's going to happen someone's going to get the first pick next year and it's not going to be me and someone's going to pick up Hollow Knight Silk Song, and you know what? It's going to come out next year, probably, and I'm going to lose my mind. I'm going to just lose it immediately. Um, and it's fine. It's fine. I, I wouldn't blame you. Anyway, let's move on to Summer Game Fest kickoff. This is Jeff Keighley's main event to really kind of open everything up yep. and just talk about, hey, like this is us in the summer. We've got game awards in december which are awesome i love game awards every year but his summer he's really been living in the shadow of e3 for what seems like a few years and e3 kind of you know died this year maybe or maybe not it will come back next year but jeff Keeley brought it alex what'd you think man man i'm gonna start out with the grade this was a b this was good okay like this all right had a solid number of announcements. It had, you know, it had the typical summer game fest, got to pay the bills, like ad breaks, right? It's like talking about Red Bull, mm-hmm. talking about DoorDash, you know, the typical stuff that you don't want to hear. Basically, the Gran Turismo movie plug-in equivalent for summer game fest. Um, but there's a lot of things, you know, that they showed, and it just had good pacing throughout. You know, they started with the Prince of Persia, The Last Crown, which is Ubisoft's, 
uh, 2D Metroidvania style Prince of Persia. That was really interesting to see, you know, that being everyone kind of being preoccupied with the Sands of Time remake and the, I guess, controversy going on with that project. And then Ubisoft come out just saying, all right, forget about that project. It's got to go back in the kitchen for a while. (laughs) So here, we've been cooking up this other Prince of Persia. (laughs) Please enjoy this instead. So that was really good to see. You know, it looks fine. Uh, obviously not having gotten to play it, but definitely I'm intrigued. Uh, definitely, you know, having come off stuff like Rayman Legends, which was the last kind of 2D platformer I played from Ubisoft, and I really enjoyed that. You know, this not being anything like Rayman Legends, but I am intrigued by the concept, you know, and also just Prince of Persia in general. Um, and then following up with that, they had a large demonstration of Mortal Kombat 1, which, you know, I'm not a Mortal Kombat person, I think it's a little bit too gruesome. You know, it does freak me out. They do get very detailed with these fatalities. There's a lot of organ busting, a lot of skull splitting. Uh, but I do, I am interested from the story standpoint because they did say this is a reboot. There's a reason why it's being called Mortal Kombat 1. Literally, there's a time manipulation event where this is another universe. And so they're able to uh, change a lot of the stories. The most notable being they did say in this uh, version of the world, Scorpions and Sub-Zero, you know, notoriously uh, enemies Enemies. in the original uh, series. They are now brothers in this universe. And so I think that's a really fun way to spin that story and also just all the changes uh, with all the characters across the board. And, you know, it seems like Mortal Kombat's hot, right? Because we had the movie a couple years ago, very middling. You know, I would give it like a five. It's basically there for <laughs> if you want Mortal Kombat with actors. But it was not great. And then now we have news, right? Mortal Kombat 2 castings going on. And eventually they're going to start filming that. And we're going to get a lot of the characters classic to Mortal Kombat that we didn't get to see in the first movie come back. Stuff like Johnny Cage, you know, spoilers, he wasn't in the first movie. Um, and so Katana. I am, yeah, I am happy that Mortal Kombat is continuing because I do think it's important for the fighting game genre, mm-hmm. right? Like we have stuff coming out this year. Uh, Street Fighter Six just came out recently and, you know, probably Tekken 8, it's going to be coming out at some point. And so I feel like Mortal Kombat, you know, the coming out in September joins the ranks of like those three, I feel being kind of the premier three fighting games right that kind of hold the genre on their back because of how mm-hmm. widespread their uh their reaches and also how iconic all of their characters are from each of their franchises and so definitely was glad to see that and you know it escapes my mind there are a bunch of other things that they showed in sgf but really what wraps up the b for me was the ending and i feel like a lot of people thought this was going to be something else but in my mind, I knew this could only be one thing when he was talking about it. And that is Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. And so ending SGF with that trailer, reconfirming we are getting it next winter that they announced last year, right? It's going to be early 2024. Mm-hmm. And showing what they showed, I think it definitely, it shows, it seems like Square is getting things on track. You know, they're keeping to timelines. They're not getting ahead of themselves. And it looks good. You know, it's, a continuation of the first game. There's a lot more story implications that they hint at in the trailers, but definitely Mm -hmm. I feel they showed us a lot of what we're going to expect to cover. And I think that was always the question, knowing that this is three parts, how much of the story will we get through in the second part? And I feel like they kind of gave us the expectation. Oh, it's basically going to be the second third. So it's like the first, you know, remake covered maybe, 5% of the original game and then in Rebirth it looks like we're going to cover the middle like 6% to like 60% and then like the final you know 40% is going to be in the third game so yeah two discs yeah and they announced it's on two discs and I know some people are memeing this and I'll say this realize this the first game Favis and Rebirth was all or remake was also on two discs on PlayStation 4 so when you bought the PS4 copy, you got two discs. You had an install disc, you had a play disc. So two discs is not new for this. If, I didn't it know feels that. like a lot of people forgot, especially if you bought it digitally, you don't no care how many discs are on. Played it on PlayStation 4. And then on top of that, realize this. It probably means the entire game will be on the disc. So this is not gonna be the BS that some games do these days 
where it basically gives you a authorization key on the disc and you have to download the whole game and if you have bad internet you know then you're Mm -hmm. sol because you have to wait for that slow ass internet to download the whole thing no once you have the disc put it in your disc ps5 install it straight from disc don't have to worry about downloads you know besides a day one patch but hopefully there isn't one and so it'd be all digital like me and uh just Think about everything that you're going to have to erase from your hard drive to download this beefy boy. Oh, the beefiest boy. (laughs) Uh, And so hopefully there's a lot of content, but I'm excited. And throughout the whole thing, definitely Jeff shows he can present a show and have announcements. And that's the thing, right? I think for a lot of these shows, since we know that not everyone's going to be at the same show, especially right. Like we had the PlayStation conference first SGF happened, Xbox happened. And after that, as Matt mentioned, Capcom and Ubisoft had their own PC gaming show also was around, right. And there's a lot of uh, announcements that happened there. And so you can't expect one conference to have them all. Right. Cause that feels a little greedy. You know, you want to spread these things out over time. And so I feel like based on that, uh, Jeff did a, a good job. Yeah, see, I would give it an A because this one also announced the release date for Spider-Man 2, which happens to be my birthday weekend. And I'm like, every year, I am just blessed with fantastic things coming out Mm -hmm. in October. And Yeah, Marvel Snap last year. Marvel Snap last year, we got, I had a delightful, you know, time watching Ben Brode bro out and then show a prosy D video clip which i thought was, that was so awkward i uh, see yeah i understand that i i, I kind of got the vibe that because i watched a lot of reaction videos they thought it was very awkward and kind of like you know misplaced uh-huh. but i thought it was a fun time because i follow pro zd and think his humor is pretty funny mm-hmm. and when for some reason he just like makes all his his fake board games about cows and like the fact that he actually like memed cow memed like actual locations and snap like lamentus one for lamentus one mm-hmm. like i just thought it was pretty fun so I thought I gave the showcase an A because it's pretty some exciting stuff. Got some release dates. We saw Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, which I thought we were going to see at the PlayStation showcase. Uh, so uh, Je- yeah, Jeff I'm, got that on lockdown. Yeah, for look real. at like PlayStation playing nice and Square Enix, of course. But like, yeah, PlayStation announcing like showing gameplay like beefy like we we already talked about 10 12 minutes whatever of spider-man they did not give a release date they waited for jeff Keeley to have a release date and just like it makes sense for them too like hey just have spider-man everywhere like have everyone Uh. thinking about (laughs) spider-man multiple conferences it makes sense yeah but like too that that's huge like i feel like sometimes playstation is not like that they're like nope our stage only, like very Nintendo esque, um, but it was cool. Like that that Final Fantasy VII, I I was going wild. Like I have no idea what is going on with this new world, but I'm just like eyes open everywhere. Everything looks great. It looks like a finished product. It looks like it could come out tomorrow, and we'd be like saying that this is game of the year. Like this looks like this is going to be a contender already. 2024 game of the year. I am so stoked for it, and I, I honestly, it's probably my most anticipated game of 2024. Like, it is just, just crazy how good that looks, and yeah. I love Remake. Like, I, I loved it. I loved the DLC. Yeah. I still need to play Crisis Core, but, like, Same. I think... Twinning. I, I think <laughs> that game is just so good, and to end your show on that, it was, like, chef's kiss. Like, this is... This is some good stuff. And, you know, we had Elden Ring last year. Um, and then having Rebirth, I think, was an, another really great get for him. Um, but, yeah, you know, Alex, I'm actually pretty shocked that you didn't talk about uh, Like a Dragon. Because, like, isn't Like oh, a Dragon was... 8? That was here, that... wasn't it? No, it wasn't. It was in uh, the Xbox. Was it Xbox? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I missed... It's not. Um, well, then that makes sense. You didn't talk about it. Um, was this the one where they talked about um, the the show with Mackie? Oh, uh, Twisted Metal. No, that that, yeah, that was all. 
that was also in the PlayStation showcase. And oh, that was, was in uh, the PlayStation one. All right. What did you? Oh no, 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 no. You're right. You're right. That was an SGO. Okay. My bad. It was this one. Uh, it was very forgettable. You reminded me it existed. It's very forgettable. I think they showed Sweet Tooth and uh-huh. uh, I think Anthony Mackie's character is just named like nobody or something. Like yeah. he's meant to be like a. It's like John Doe or something. Yeah. Yeah, John Doe, and the problem with this scene is that. I think it it really misrepresents what Twisted Metal is about, which is mm-hmm. just like action car combat. And it's never really been about the people outside the cars. And so I think it's just it was an awkward scene because we don't we still don't know what the show is going to be. And so it's yeah. kind of like, I think, misrepresentative. And so I, I understand people being like, it's going to be bad. But then also at the mm-hmm. same time, we still don't know because I still want to see what the cars look like. I want to see the explosions. Like that's what Twisted mm-hmm. Metal is. I th- I think I I I think I'm the hottest person on that trailer. Honestly, like I I have not heard one person really talk very highly about it. I really liked it, and like it's from the same. Wow. I can't remember if it's a writer or somebody in Deadpool. Like somebody who is in charge of Deadpool's writing some form or fashion is also doing this show and like that type of humor is going to be maybe a breath of fresh air and maybe it's awful but will arnett as sweet tooth as just the voice of sweet tooth it's like this is amazing like this is this is really funny i really enjoyed it i watched it twice i think i'm probably the only person in america that watched it twice um but (laughs) (laughs) i just thought it was funny i was like i i just where is it streaming again Peacock. Uh, Parrot, yeah, Peacock. Oh yes. my god. So, Matt, my question is, are you excited enough to subscribe no, to Peacock? No. no, I'm not. I like I will if people start giving it like a lot of really high ratings potentially, but it's enough for me to be like I enjoyed this more than maybe like a Gran Turismo trailer is maybe what I'm saying. Like it it seemed more in place in there. Um, but yeah, it was great. And it wasn't even the weirdest thing. Like DVD Showing Nicolas Cage, which had already leaked previously, um, but Nick Cage coming to Dead by Daylight, which, like, me, Yasser, Gerald, we, like, love that game. We are playing it all the time, and we've already talked about having a four-player four team, Nick Cage team. Like, we are just going to be Nick Caging it up as soon as it releases in July. It's going to be amazing. Um, but honestly, like, I'm, I'm with you, Tiffany. I, I think this is an A. Like, this is, like... I can't think of anything else that he could have done better, honestly. Like, he has to pay the bills. You know, he has to pay the bills with these stupid, like, farm simulator games. Yeah, he has to hustle. Hey, hey, how dare you? (laughs) Fae Farm looks delightful and is now coming out in September, okay? I I texted you saying that was the most Tiffany game, and you didn't respond. But I I still stick by that. It's, like, super (laughs) Tiffany-esque. I was working with with the... was showcasing so good um but this this was just like the beauty of what i think that jeff Keighley could do like honestly like he had some awesome games remnant 2 looks awesome alex and i are going to play that if not day one sometime this year alex and i are going to be playing remnant 2 and it looks better it looks like more vibrant it looks crazier and i'm like pumped for that and then something that hurts my fantasy critic, but I am super happy that it looks so good, and I'm excited for the demo that released on the same day is Liza P. That trailer looks awesome, and the tr- the demo is out now, and I've heard that the demo is awesome. Like that game is probably going to sink my fantasy critic, and I'm okay with it because yeah. I'm going to be playing it. Like it's going to be so good. Um, it's about September esque, I think. Uh, for when it when it releases, um, and I am just pumped. So like for me, Summer Game Fest kickoff just hit every every bit. Um, I think it was an A, a solid A. I can't even think of anything else that happened. Um, I know Sonic was there, but you know that's not really yeah co-op for me. Fun time. You know, I think the only thing that could have like made this like out of control if like he like announced like the Hades two release date or something. Like, he's yeah. like, Hades 2, like, October, or, like, yeah. you know, November or something. And then I would be like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, Which, you know. that's, like, that's got, I, I feel like Game Awards is, like, the place for Hades. It. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it just yeah. saves time. Because then he'll release it 
during summer or uh, uh, the game awards. Game awards, and then he'll be yeah. giving it game of the year awards the next year. Like it's it's, uh, its just, own <laughs> thing. Um, <laughs> okay, it's on its no, own I, timeline. That's right. It's on its own timeline. Summer Game Fest kickoff. Awesome. This is the best that Jeff Keighley has ever done. And this is going to be the standard, I, f- I feel like, for years to come. So even with the Elden Ring last year, I, or was it no, two years ago? Yeah, when two Elden years Ring, ago now. Yeah, like that was awesome. It was fantastic. And I was probably even, I was more hype for Elden Ring than I am Final Fantasy Rebirth. But there was not as much with it. And this, even without Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, I still think it was an awesome showcase. So, um, yeah, very, very happy with it. And then the notes for Jeff, even though I hate how he spells his name, it's just a just a small, I, small pet peeve. I think, you know, it's just going to be so strange if any type of gaming celebration, like, convention happens during the summer Mm -hmm. um if it ever comes back i just don't know how they're going to navigate you know relationships that way but yeah uh you know for me i i don't know i just maybe it was like life that kind of got in the way but i like forgot that things were going to be posting like you know Mm -hmm. alex like oh the playstation showcase is happening on this day and i was like oh okay i'll look out for that and then you know we made plans to go see a movie and alex like oh oh no no we went to go to dinner or something he's like oh but what time is dinner because i want to watch this, you know the summer games fest i was like oh dang that's happening like i i was just like kind of out of the loop this mm-hmm. time around um but i'm excited that i did like watch the showcases because they were pretty good like do you all think that e3 will be back next year or a year after i think something's gonna come I think something's going to try to come. Like, Do you I, think I, like, that Jeff has done enough to make it that Jeff Keighley's Summer Game Fest is the main stage and whatever else tries to come is kind of like the new minority? Yeah. Yeah. Because I think, like, you know, the Summer Game Fest was in front of a live audience this time. And mm-hmm. I think having, like, a bunch of, you know, con goers try to get in like would be fun like it would mm-hmm. you know especially with the caliber that of announcements that he's been having so i think that if you know not necessarily e3 or the pax tries to like rebrand it to just be like another pax event or something i don't mm-hmm. know i feel like they could work um around the summer games fest i feel like Jeff, the cool thing about Jeff is that he's like infiltrated the Japanese development like aura. Like yeah. he's got he's got Square, he's got From Software, which are like sometimes hard to get into. He's got like Kojima is like his best friend. Like so <laughs> like <laughs> he's doing Their pretty well. Like, is strong. Yeah. yeah, and he's getting these really high name actors like he had um he had freaking Nick Cage Nick Cage this year like Couldn't what else even... do we want from him I couldn't even think of his name. Yeah. Um, because he's such a good actor. I he's can't even remember star. what his name is. Um <clears throat> like I, I feel like Jeff Kelly is doing such a good job of being that guy that has the connections to bring people to the yard. Now if he ever got a Nintendo announcement that's when we would know Summer Game Fest is here forever. Like if Nintendo dropped anything or gosh yeah. did anything like or nintendo did- <laughs> someone needs someone needs to check a pulse on nintendo right now are you living what's happening there i don't know they're not even advertising pikmin like is anyone even talking about pikmin right now pikmin 4 no one cares about pikmin is that coming out in june or july i don't remember because they're not there no one remembers I feel like this was the event to show off Pikmin because i think it's a similar thing where looking to the future of nintendo i feel for them for keely it's going to be hard to get anything nintendo because of the timelines don't line up because i feel like you know we just got tears of the kingdom and i feel like the next best thing would have been pikmin 4 because i'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure that is july and this would have been the time to like show a trailer and like get it out in front of a lot of eyes and also remind people when it's coming out and but the thing is going to the future i feel it's just kind of a gap right because if anything probably we're going to get something early next year maybe new switch hardware or maybe some sort of announcement of new hardware. And then if anything, I could feel them doing like massive announcements, like with 
that announcement to be like, hey, here's launch software. Like, here's Odyssey 2 for the new Switch Mm -hmm. or what have you. And, like, it's launching in the fall or something. And so I feel like even though Keeley's show is going to be at the same time as E3 every year, I I don't think Nintendo's abiding by that timeline anymore. And it's kind of hard for him to get anything because I feel like they're not going to want to give it something to give him something if it's out of like their planning right because a lot of it comes down to what can we show on our timeline that then fits on your schedule like we're not going to adapt our schedule to yours yeah because of your you know and one thing i do kind of i've come to appreciate over time is the fact that nintendo tries to not like they avoid as best as they can sprinkling like game news too far in the future like when they announce something it's usually i feel like it's imminent yeah it's imminent like three months from now like save your money for this if you really want it kind of thing so i almost like appreciate that because then i'm like oh snap it's like right away versus you know man 2020 early 2024 for final fantasy rebirth like that's that's a way yeah it's like within a month we're getting everybody one two switch you know the game that everyone's been waiting for (laughs) yeah or within a month we're going to get metro prime 4 oh wait yeah we're still waiting what's that (laughs) no one knows yeah so i don't know i mean i guess i'll just take it as a nothing's ready imminently so Mm -hmm. i'll just or you know what literally in a week from now they're going to be like yo nintendo direct tomorrow be there, be square, and I'll be like, I'm gonna be there. Thanks for letting me know. Yeah, and we're, you know what, we're gonna do it. You, you guys probably work around 10 a.m. right on a weekday. Yeah, that's when we're gonna do it. Yeah. We're gonna <laughs> yeah. do it right there. Yeah. We don't care about you. <laughs> I know, right? That is kind of rough. That's <laughs> that's rough. exactly what they're gonna do. Um, fantastic, Jeff Keeley. I know you're listening. Um, I'm sure you're a big fan of the show. Great job. Um, fantastic. Can't wait to see Props. what you do next year. Props. So the grand finale, at least for us today, is talking about the Xbox Showcase 2023 at Summer Game Fest. And this is my showcase of the show. Like this is honestly, and this is not showing any bias. Well, maybe it is showing bias, but I don't really care because this was an A plus to me. This showcase was as perfect as a showcase could be. I honestly can't think of too many things to nitpick. This was most, if not all games, were shown in-engine. There was no CGI anywhere. Um, Starting immediately with one of the biggest anticipated games of me within the next five years. I'm not saying it's the next year because it's not going to be next year. It's probably going to be 2025, 2026. They start with Fable, one of my favorite game franchises. It used to be made by Lionhead Gaming or Lionhead Development Company, whatever it's called. Um, Fantastic. British company has British humor on lock and the new trailer is amazing. It, it's, it's has the comedian that's in it crowd. He was the giant yes. at the very beginning and yeah. it was just funny and it just shows like their classic trope of, yeah, this hero is in this world and you know what? Heroes are kind of a-holes and they do what they want and we're just kind of here and oh that hero does what they want to do like we're you know we're just peasants or npcs whatever like it is just hilarious fantastic trailer if no one's ever seen it go see it it was the the best trailer probably of of uh the weekend it oh, starting no. off with Fable, I, I will contend that but we'll wait, get to what that do you later. contend with okay okay um i think that starting off with fable i was like this show might just go crazy. We saw things from Compulsion Games, the people that were after um, We Happy Few. They have this uh, new game, um, Exile Games, which is a new company, a new game studio. They're showing something that looks just like Bioshock Infinite. Um, Everything that was shown, I could see me being into. Like, all coming to Game Pass, and I am just pumped and ready for the future um avowed looked amazing and i'm just really really happy with everything that xbox showed and not only that but they showed an awesome trailer for honestly one of my most anticipated games of the rest of this year maybe even more than spider-man which is starfield 
Starfield came out, and we've been talking about this. Like, we've been talking about my hype level for Starfield. My hype level has gone drastically down since that trailer last year. I think it was last year. It yeah. showed, and I was like, that looks janky. That does not look good. I'm really nervous. And then they delayed it for almost a year. And I'm really happy that they did because at the end of all this, they had a, you know, huge. They called it a direct. Yeah. It was a huge direct. Yeah. It was huge. Um, Bethesda, Bethesda Studios, which is one of my favorite studios out there with Todd Howard, my boy. As soon as Todd Howard made the stage, Yasser texted me and he said, literally, your boy. Like, that's literally (laughs) what he texted me. (laughs) Because he knows, like, Listen, I was in his apartment for the 2018 E3 where they Yasser's, showed off Fallout. Not Todd, Todd I was in, yeah, not Todd Howard's. I was in Yonster's apartment because I was about to take my pharmacy boards in Richmond, and he was still living there at that time. So I stayed the night with him, and that night before my boards was the Xbox showcase back in the day, or sorry, the Xbox and then the Bethesda when they were separate. So I watched the Bethesda conference, Shaw Fallout 76. We had a great time. I was so hype about Fallout 76. Could not get to sleep. Woke up, took my boards, and passed. But like, just crazy, crazy turn event. So huge Bethesda fan. And they showed everything about this game. And everything looks so good. It looks so good. It looks like one of the best RPGs that I can't wait to play at the end of this year. So... For me, this is an A+. Loved it. And here's the thing. Me giving SGF, you know, Keeley's show a B is in view of Xbox's showcase. Because I think if you compare, especially, and in this case, we are comparing them, you know, no no doubt about it. (laughs) Xbox had a better showcase. And so for me, in my eyes, there's no way that SGF could be considered an A if this is the A. Because this was the A. I agree with Matt. This had so much stuff. And even for someone like me, having no interest in Starfield, right? It just being a, you know, space exploration RPG. It's like, okay. I mean, games have done that. You know, No Man's Sky, little known game that's been updated constantly for like seven years now. <laughs> like people, you know, meme that, right? Because of how bad it was at launch. But over so many years, it's gotten better. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then showing what they did for Starfield and especially showing all the freedom of expression and exploration, it got me excited because I felt like it was a game that was focused around not necessarily the core story, but just like being in the world, right? Going from planet to planet. And I do have some you know caveats about that. I, I have worries that even though they keep touting there's a thousand planets in this game, there's no way every planet's going to be interesting. And so I feel like... I hope there's not a lot of, you know, unimpressive destinations because I feel if anything, that'll be the killer for me to say, oh, this game isn't great because of how easy you can stumble upon to just a resource, you know, planet of like, oh yeah, this has a lot of resources, but that's about it. And it's like, yeah, that's beneficial for me. It's like, maybe I need a lot of rock. Maybe I need a lot of like X like mineral, but there's not, you know, if all you do is mine and then leave, you know, that's not really interesting. So I feel mm-hmm. like the promise of a thousand planets gives me some worry. But with everything else they showed, you know, I'm interested in the uh, customization, right? The ship, especially, you know, you basically create any shape you want. Like this is gummy ship on steroids. You know, you can have pieces sticking out just, you know, for visuals sake and not for any practicality or whatever. <laughs> or aerodynamics. Um, <laughs> or aerodynamics yeah who cares about that just strap like 16 rockets on it it's gonna get out of the atmosphere yeah know, it works physics. it works in tears of the kingdom like exactly should work here um, <laughs> and especially even the gameplay too because i feel like for me a lot of my criticisms of other but those games were the gameplay it looks janky it is janky like you can't you know avoid it right it's like elder scrolls like you're all about the jank right you're skyrim mm-hmm. you're frustrated dying people off of cliffs you're sometimes glitching through the terrain. Like, who cares? That's part of the fun of it. Um, and, and with Fallout, right, they do rely on the VAT system, you know, the, the targeting for the shooting. Yep. So the, the shooting isn't great. And so they kind of cover that up to be like, hey, we have VATs. You know, it's not as frustrating. This, it looks a lot cleaner across the board, right? Like, the, the gunplay looks solid. Like, maybe not bungee level solid, but it looks good. 
uh they showed you know what you can do on the ship right the one dev was talking about how she's she loves being the sandwich thief so she she just steals <laughs> everyone's sandwiches so and random puts it, and puts it in her cabin and she just has a table of sandwiches and all the objects interact with each other so she plopped down a sandwich and they knocked the other sandwiches off the table uh, and so this looks like it's a game where you can have fun that way. And that's what I'm intrigued for because, you know, they really didn't talk about the overarching story, right? They did say it's like, you're going to be able to choose your background. You're going to be able to have kind of like a meaningful origin. And it's, I guess, your story to carve through space and how you journey is the story. But I think the lack of like a focus narrative is really the, also the drawback for me, but I think it'll still be a fun game regardless. Uh, and hopefully my PC can run it. Cause I don't have an Xbox. I don't plan on buying one, but it looks decent. You don't want to get the Otherwise. black Xbox Series S? No. One terabyte. That's actually pretty awesome. That, but It's nice, yeah. but I, isn't it still the Series S like, capabilities? It's still Series S, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So that that's a little disappointing because if anything, I would spring for the X then just to have like the most powerful thing possible because mm-hmm. I, I don't know how this is going to be looking on the S, let me tell you. Yeah. Like it's already going to be thirty frames per second, like that um, digital oh, foundry video just re- just released. I I will say, knowing Bethesda, this is going to be fun. Like the the story of not having a central campaign is because it's like they have so many different factions depending on who you go for. And what I really love about this is Cyberpunk was great in the sense of it was a cool world, but the story just fell so flat, which also the DLC was announced in Xbox 360, or sorry, Xbox 360, Xbox Showcase. Yeah, um, with everyone was breathtaking, you know? Yeah, um, which I will play that um, just to get back in that world, just to see what's changed. But the cool thing about Bethesda is they they know how to do these Western RPGs and they know how to like make alex's world way different than mine based upon my choices and that's something that i feel like cyberpunk really just didn't like it didn't matter who you chose at the beginning of cyberpunk it didn't matter if you're a street rat or if you're from like the wealthy side didn't matter like it was all the same and so i am excited to kind of see how this goes and if if you do become a pirate and you start just shooting down ships just randomly i'm like what is that gonna be like obviously I feel like I'm always like the good guy in in every story, so I probably won't be doing that. But like, listen, if Alex wants to do that and take on the life of piracy, who's going to stop him? I no, mean, he is a pirate boy because you know we're excited about pirates of the Caribbean. So pirates. Are That's safe. true. That's yeah. true. And my my gummy looking ship is going to look outrageous, and you'll be <laughs> disgusted with it. But I'll be like, this thing can take on any pirate in the galaxy. <laughs> So I'm going to be real. I did not watch the entirety of the Xbox showcase because I was like, well, I don't have an Xbox and I do have to give mad props to all the branding because I love the whole like world premiere and then like day one on Game Pass. Like that was on point. That was on point. Mm -hmm. They showed some Persona stuff, which looked really cool. And what apparently I heard word on the street. I don't know if this is true or not, but or maybe it is true, but like essentially Xbox kind of finagled deals where it was like a media exclusive where like, you know, I saw these persona properties on the Xbox showcase and like, didn't hear until later, you know, other consoles confirming, Hey, Hey, we're going to get that also, you know, mm-hmm. like when like a dragon, Ishin, not Ishin, like a dragon, whatever eight. eight is that yeah we saw that wild trailer and i'm like is this an xbox game now and that is the best trailer of the xbox showcase <laughs> it was really good it was really good i didn't understand Cause, it because what what other trailer do you have bare ass that that by itself makes it the best and he's in america he's in i don't understand like is he like did he get thrown off a ship during the last game and he lost all of his clothes and he shows up in america like this is what i don't understand no the the only thing you have to question is actually there's nothing in question this is like a dragon everything in that trailer is like a dragon he like didn't even realize he was didn't have clothes on and that's what i 
that that's the only thing I would say is you could question. Okay, that's the only thing you yeah, question. Yeah, I question the fact it. that Ichiban himself did not realize he had clothes on, but everything else no, was just perfect. No, he didn't have clothes on. Yeah, he didn't realize he didn't have clothes. Yeah, on. that was I was like took a too, too a little bit too long to realize that. Like you don't. But everything else was exactly what you expect from a like a dragon game. Even the title, you know. And a funny thing here is, so it is called Like a Dragon 8 in Japan, so they are going with no subtitle, but they decided to call it uh, Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth in the, uh, the Western audience. Okay. And I think it, pr- part of it, so I did read an interview, like post-fact, like they posted a statement about it, the director, and he was saying, you know, in the uh, East, right, they've always called it Like a Dragon, you know, it's always been that. That's mm-hmm. been the title of the franchise. And so it being called eight is just a continuation, right? Because it was called uh, like a dragon seven, you know, when Ichiban uh, became the new main character. And so they're just continuing the numbering for Eastern audiences. But in the West, they decided, well, since this is, this is a continuation of his story from Yakuza like a dragon, which is effectively Yakuza seven, that they decided, oh, you know, it's, easier for audiences to understand this is his story right it's a continuation so we're going to keep the like a dragon and then put a subtitle on it and the subtitle is also a meaningful statement to the story of the game right it's going to revolve around money it's going to revolve around the concept of infinity and for my personal point you know they didn't say this in the statement but if you know what happens when you take an eight and turn it sideways? Yeah, it turns into yeah. infinity. infinity. There yeah. you go. So it, it all just fits. Nerd. And... <laughs> hey, bare ass. That's all I'm saying. You know, <laughs> what more can you ask? I like for? caught you so. You were like so surprised by my exclamation. Um, but yeah, some of the Persona stuff looked kind of cool. Like I like tactics games. Let's not speak about how I have not gotten very far in Fire Emblem engage but like that game looks pretty sweet and i'm sure it's coming to playstation too but tiffany let's be real no will you this is all fantasy this is no will you finish persona 5 royal with me it's my goal it's my goal to finish it this year yeah you know also what my goal was to finish this year hogwarts legacy oh well you still got time (laughs) We're only halfway through the year. I, I know we're halfway through the year. Honestly, I would love to finish Persona Five with you, but who knows? Life it takes us in mysterious ways, you know, because mm-hmm. work-life balance, responsibilities, new games coming out, you know, just all. Speaking the of that backbone, Persona Five Royal is going to be awesome on the backbone. Just like okay. sitting on the couch, like it's going to yeah. be. Perfect. I I think that's how I'm going to blow through that game. And then, you know, it's also going to be nice in the backbone, the tactics game this November when I play it. It sounds amazing. And it's on Game Pass. That's, All these are on Game Pass. It's yeah, crazy. That's crazy. What a deal. That, the greatest deal in gaming. You know? And in addition to that, right, they showed Persona 3 Reload, mm-hmm. which is kind of the remaster slash remake of Persona 3. Uh, and that's coming out early next year as well. You know, early 2024 is hot, right? We have... Yeah. Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth, we have mm-hmm. Like a Dragon 8, we have Persona 3 Reload, like so many RPGs just in like what we presume is let's say the first three months of the year. Like I already have like that slate lined up. And on top of that, Atlas also showed finally the long, you know, dormant uh, announcement that they made several years ago, Project Refantasy, which we now know as Metaphor Refantasio. I don't even know. That looks really which good. Is, which is basically fantasy persona. So it's the same mm-hmm. style. Like it's a turn-based RPG. It looks like you are like collecting these monsters, but instead of it being more like demonic, like angel imagery, like religious imagery, it's just like fantasy beasts. So like you have like your flower monsters, you have like your griffins, stuff like that. And so Definitely, it looks great. And on top of that, I just want to shout it out because, my God, are its menus glorious. Like, something from Persona 5, I still say, it has the most beautiful menus I've yeah. ever seen it's like in art. a video game. It's like art. Yeah. And, like, that's, and that Thematics. freedom of expression, like, I have not seen a game be as, you know, in and, like, 
expressive of itself throughout everything like persona 5 and i feel like mm-hmm. metaphor is going to continue that where everything you know from booting up the game from just you know the most mundane things right like going through a menu it looks gorgeous and that i'm just happy that you know the people of atlas are able to create that kind of art that they're able to make ui like that because i'll be honest you know something like Final fantasy 16 which did show up at the playstation showcase again you know coming out it'll be out by the time listeners you're listening to this you know its menus are very bland like they're very clear in the information they give you but it's there's really not a lot of personality behind it and i feel like that is a sticking point for me to say the rest of this game is gorgeous but these menus are like the most basic ass menus like you can make right it's just like regular like aerial bold Mm -hmm. font like everything's legible but there's no personality here it's just very like it's basically made by an ai but then you look at something like metaphor personas menus it's like this is art like this is peak art it's like graffiti or something it's like all etched and drawn and it's beautiful you're like not condoning like chat gpt menus because it has no life (laughs) <laughs> exactly you know devs please don't use chat gbt for any part of development you know we appreciate the effort you put into these things like, it's like what's the lore know? of this broadsword hey chat gpt yeah. the, uh, <laughs> please Come use the word story. crystal yeah. in your explanation <laughs> yes <laughs> uh what an awesome start to the summer honestly like i'm even more i was already hype i started this podcast with hype talking with you all i'm even more hype like to to the max max, i'm hype about things because i've there's so much that was covered i completely forgot some of the things that even happened it's it's crazy but i want to hear what everybody else back home is thinking and what they are hyped about so reach out to us at rxp underscore podcast at gmail.com get send us an email or you know what you know it's a lot easier than that like this youtube video Comment below. Tell me what is going on and what you are hyped about, and we will talk with you and get this hype train going for 2023 and 2024 and beyond. But as far as all of us here, have a great rest of your day. Let all these games meet their deadlines, and shout out to Grandmaster Doug for the tunes. See ya. Hey, bare ass. That's all I'm saying, you know. What more can you ask for? Whoop, whoop.